Hello, Pip listeners. Good morning. Oh. Well, if you're listening to this in the morning, <laughs> we are back and better than ever. Thank you for your patience as we've been working on life, but we are back on a consistent schedule and here to wrap up our thinking training series that we started. Yes. Thank you so much for all of those of you who downloaded our podcasts who have been listening, and who have been faithfully waiting for our next one. We really appreciate you all, and we're looking forward to expanding our audience. Yeah, so since it's been a minute, we're going to start by recapping uh, Thinking Training Part 1. Mm -hmm. um, we left you with noticing your mind chatter. Yes, and the knee-jerk reactions that follow, you know, the mind chatter. So we also asked you to notice how does that go? Did you hear it? Could you could you get a sense of it, a deep experience of, oh, my mind is just chattering on loudspeaker or it's really peaceful and nice and quiet right now? Did you notice any of that? In Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, um, he actually talks about his experience with his mind chatter at this point. He says one night he he's he heard himself saying, I can no longer, I cannot live with myself any longer. I cannot live with myself any longer. I cannot live with myself any longer. This was the thought that kept repeating itself in my mind. He says, then suddenly I became aware of what a peculiar thought that was. Am I one or two? If I cannot live with myself, there must be two of me. The I and the self that I cannot live with. Maybe, I thought, only one of them is real. Yeah, that the power of now is really powerful. And similar to Eckhart, uh, Michael Singer, another great teacher, which we'll reference, um, he devoted his life to this surrender project, and his book is called The Surrender Experiment. And in the intro to his book as well, he um, talks about his passion and his almost obsession with getting the mind to shut up. Um, so I'm going to read a snippet of the introduction from his book. I would sit down on the ground amid the trees and tell the voice to shut up. Of course, it did not work. Nothing seemed to work. I found that I would change. I could change the topic that it talked about, but I could not just get it to stop talking for any length of time. My yearning for inner silence became a passion. I knew what it was like to watch the voice. What I didn't know is what it would be like if the voice totally stopped. And what I never could have imagined was this life-changing journey on which I was about to embark. So that really, that's a <laughs> Both of these gentlemen, too, what I love about this is that they... They came from very different walks of life. They actually found their way to this point from very different philosophies. But in the end, what they both came to grips with was that we have a mind. We are not our mind. And that's the one thing that if there's anything else in your life that could give you some expansion, some freedom in this journey, it would be that. So consider that you have a mind, but you are not your mind. Well, then, then the question, which I'm not going to answer for you, only you can answer it, is who are you? And both of these gentlemen talk about watching the mind. So the you or the 
who they were could then suddenly sort of separate themselves from their mind and watch as their mind chattered. Let's go into just a little bit before we move on about what does the mind chatter? So, okay, so I notice for myself, my mind is chattering about um, about an incident that happened five minutes ago or five years ago, <clears throat> how I could have maybe, and then it'll just go off on a spree, you know, how I could have done it differently or how great it was that we did it that way or how I, I should have said something different. Um, I should have reacted differently. Sometimes it's not even a bad thing. I just find myself reliving some fun thing and my mind will then start talking about, oh, I could have told this joke. Oh, I wish I was quicker about that. Or your mind will often then take you to the future, which is planning for something and then making sure that every single detail in the future, it's some foreseen you know, projected forward movement that you're doing it exactly right, getting it all according to the way that you want it. Um, what if this person comes into it? What if this happens? How does this work? I'm all of it. Yeah. Ahead. And even um, your what Doreen is getting at is that your mind is never in the present moment. It's always talking about something in the past or something in the future. And even if you think your mind is chattering about something in the present moment, it's actually not. Even if it's something that happened five seconds ago or you're projecting what might happen one second from now, your mind is never in the now. Because when your mind is present, it's very quiet up there. That's perfect. That's a perfect thing to say. So I... I at some point in the course of your day, notice it because I don't I don't expect you to believe us. I really want you to experience this for yourself. But notice, is your mind ever chattering about just what's happening right now? <clears throat> or is it always about something from your past or something in the future? If it is, then what if that and and once you've had the experience of that then what's useful about the mind because it's not like the mind's not useful it feels like that when you suddenly are like oh my gosh i can't do anything about my past and i have no access to what's going to happen in the future even a second from now i think we really do believe somewhere in there that we can change something that happened in the past there are moments when we actually delude ourselves to that but if you really think about it, it's all done. It's already happened. We can live with regret or we can live with the joy of the success, but it's already happened. We can't change it. And then going into the future, we we have no access. <clears throat> I think the delusion that we live in oftentimes is that we think that we can actually access something in the future and make it a make a difference with it right now. We can't. It, it it hasn't happened yet. Oftentimes what it leaves us with is fear and dread or anxiety in anticipation of what the future is going to look like. But when you are right here, right now, notice what happens. Everything quiets down. The chatter seems to subside your anxiety isn't there as much anymore. Now, when I say that, this is very easy to say, but not so easy to do. So 
um, simple, but not easy, yet very, very powerful for relieving you of all of the anxiety, the fear, the anticipation, the dread or regret from the past. This, this is part of what mind training actually is. So Doreen, this begs the question, what is the mind useful for? Because we know what it's not useful for is staying in the present moment. And that's really all we have is the present moment. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of the present moment, when the mind chatters like this, it's almost like a petulant four-year-old. And, and it's, it's constantly asking you questions, telling you things, giving you illogical, sometimes it's logical and sometimes it's completely illogical um, t- phraseology. Or it's preparing you. It thinks it needs to prepare you for something in the future. But yeah. your mind is actually not useful for preparing you for something in the future because we have no control. That's exactly right. Now, we can, that doesn't mean that the mind isn't useful for some things. So the mind is useful for learning. The mind is useful for storing information. The mind is, and there's a whole big thing about, okay, where do we store and how do we properly successfully store information? Um, The mind is useful for directions, for instructions, when we were learning how to do math and read books and learn how to um, communicate, talk, those kinds of things the mind is very, very useful for. And when you give the mind, if you'll notice, when you give the mind a task like that, it will grab a hold of it like a little bulldog and and like chew it up and recreate it and put it in its proper perspective. Those kinds of things are very, very important for the mind. What it's not useful for and what it's not helpful for is any time that our mind goes off on some tangent about either uh, preparing our words the just the right way to get the perfect outcome or um, justifying something that we didn't, that we want to try to redo. And those are those moments where you, who's watching your mind, has to take charge and say, no, we're not going to go there again. That's already done. You know, one of the most useful things for me um, in yoga, I, I love my yoga classes. And one of the things that the instructor will say very often in the class is once you finish a pose and you're just taking a breath in between your postures to just let it go, let it go. What you just did or didn't do doesn't exist any longer. It and and um, be and and clear your mind for the next pose. What if we could do that on a regular basis? Just clear mm. our mind for the next present moment. Yeah. So when Jereen started coaching me about a year ago, something that you would always tell me whenever you were helping me with my thinking slash mind training is the phrase catch and release. Mm -hmm. So if I'm having a wild thought, like I'm driving and I'm like, well, what if I just, you know, my mind says, well, what if I just swerve off the road here? And I would often be frustrated with my mind. Like, why would I think that? What does that mean about me? Jereen would always tell me catch and release. So notice your thought and then release it. Um, a meditation practice that I like to do is if 
thoughts just keep popping into my mind whenever I'm trying to relax and be in the present moment is I imagine the thought floating away on a cloud Mm. or I imagine my mind like a huge library and I have to I have to catch my thought and I crawl up on the ladder and I put it in a book and then I put the book back on the bookshelf and I crawl back down. So those are just some ways to help you uh, presence your thinking and not to let your mind chatter on loudspeaker. Um, so we're obviously not going to get rid of our mind because that's what makes us human. So what do we do with it? Yeah, that's perfect. The first thing then is to recognize that you are not your mind. You have a mind. And until you recognize that, it's such a simple and yet so profound concept that once you do recognize it, you can then begin to pay attention to it in a way that is useful for you. You, Most of us don't even realize that our mind actually is running us And once we become conscious to that, there's nothing more that needs to be done. These two amazing and brilliant authors, Eckhart Tolle and Michael Singer, among many, many other teachers that I've been had the privilege to be present with, um, have tried all of these kinds of things. Also, monks living in monasteries on the top of mountaintops who spend hours and hours meditating have come to realize that we can't get rid of the mind chatter, but we can actually recognize it. And when we recognize it, we can actually befriend it. We can make friends with it in such a way that it stops being this pesky, petulant four-year-old with all of these illogical phrases and statements and, and actually, um, and then actually give it some direction rather than it giving us direction. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. That's And that actually has been the source of so much of the peace that has come in my life. I think it, you... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I promise you. whenever you really become conscious to you are not your mind and your thoughts that it's true liberation from yourself. I mean, how many people do we know that are prisoners to their own mind? I think that that's where a lot of anxiety and depression stems from is identifying with your mind's crazy thoughts. But we don't have to make it mean anything. And what we're not doing when thinking training is making our thoughts mean something or beating ourselves up for having thoughts that just don't make any sense sometimes. Yeah, don't make any sense. There's, you know, I, I that reminds me of... Um, There's a great story in Eckhart Tolle's book where he talks about, you know, being at a street corner and watching someone standing, and we've all had this experience, watching someone standing on a street corner just talking. They're talking, you're shouting at the cars, or they're muttering to themselves, or you're walking down the street and somebody is just walking along aimlessly muttering. The first thought that most of us has is, that person is crazy. They need help. But... Is it so different than who we are? We've just managed to master it and keep it all inside, but the mind is still going crazy. The mind is still talking illogically. The mind is still sputtering out stuff that makes no sense. We just, 
we may be a little more disciplined to keep it all inside where someone else <laughs> may be actually just on outside loudspeaker. But it, it it still leaves us feeling just as crazy and anxiety-filled as probably what we're seeing over there um, with, with somebody on the street like that. It also isn't too much different than a young child who is constantly asking questions. Why? Why this? Why that? Why is the sky blue? Why are the trees green? Why did you do that? Where is this thing and why? Mommy, 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 daddy, daddy, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've all had that experience with young children. So we all have this mind that engages. And there are moments when we actually classify one as being crazy and another as maybe not or feeling like we're even better than that. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm just as crazy as the person who's walking along chattering aimlessly to nobody to yeah. nobody and yeah. nothing or yelling at the cars going by mm-hmm. um that actually points to our human condition so if you can relate to any of this then you you're actually normal <laughs> <laughs> you're okay there isn't anything inherently wrong with you it's a matter of recognizing who you are versus the mind that you have and then beginning to to make friends with it pay attention to it one of the things i do notice is that the moment that i pay attention just a little to the incessant mind chatter it's almost like it goes oh okay good she heard me i'm okay now and it will actually begin to quiet down. Now, it doesn't mean I have to follow it. It doesn't mean I have to make it mean anything. In fact, quite often, my favorite phrase is, thank you for sharing. You can go now. Yeah. Go outside and play. <laughs> so we wanted to leave y'all with some practices. Um, if y'all are having trouble quieting your mind and staying in the present, And really, all of these are just different forms of meditation. Meditation doesn't always look like someone sitting crisscross with, you know, doing the hand thing. Like, that's that's (laughs) not chanting. (laughs) Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be any of that. In fact, it doesn't. Meditation can be literally a moment of giving yourself silence. Because once you give yourself permission to be present... And give yourself silence. You're in the now and your mind will quiet. You can also do it by a number of different activities. So if you do want to do any kind of meditation, even if it's a one minute meditation or a one hour meditation, there's a ton of great apps out there that can help guide you through. There's even free material on YouTube for meditating. There's also physical exercise. For me, yoga is a huge therapy, meditation, and physical workout. Yeah, another way that I really, like, if I know that I need to meditate to quiet my mind, but I'm just feeling like a busybody, I'll go on a walk. And it's important to go on nature walks without listening to a podcast or, you know, scrolling on your phone while you're doing walks. But what you want to do is presence yourself with the nature around you. Look at the leaves, stare at the trees, how beautiful the grass is. Um, but I was actually talking to Jareen's husband, Gary, about this. And I was asking him what he does, you know, for 
constant practice because it is a constant everyday practice of quieting your mind. And I was telling him about the nature walks and he said, yeah, you know, that's great, but you have to do any of these activities that we're offering you with the intention of being present. You can't let your mind chatter about, you know, what yoga poses you're doing, what you're doing in the gym, how other people are looking in the mm-hmm. gym. Um, and he, he said that if you're going on a nature walk, you can't be like, oh, my God, that leaf just hit me in the face. <laughs> Have you ever seen a tree that ugly? God, that tree is so ugly. Do these nature walks or your workouts or your meditations with the intention of being present. That's beautiful. That's actually brilliant. Um, so that is that leads me, and actually my husband's pointing to something really powerful, which is that if when you are in any kind of training, if there's no intention, if there's no purpose to it, then your mind will actually take over and wander you into right back into the chatter. Um, So be intentional in whatever pursuit you have. I have a daughter who is a boxing coach. And when she's not boxing, and her mind gets the best of her, that what she will do is go to her coach and have her coach put her in an intense, rigorous workout. And she said, it just helps me manage my mind. Um, so there's lots of different ways to do it. And it can be a very sedentary, peaceful kind of uh, approach. And it can be something that actually creates some rigor or a combination of both. I think that's probably the most healthy. Um, I also want to, so so that's what we want to leave you with is number one, um, as we're concluding this kind of thinking or mind training section uh, of our podcasts, what we want to present you to is be continuing to pay attention to the mind chatter when it has you versus when you have it, and then how long you can maintain those moments of being in the present moment, in the now, and notice the when you are, does the mind quiet? How does it, how does it quiet for you? How, how does it suddenly become useful in your purpose for being staying in the present moment? Um, and, and, and this is not a one and done. So this is like Jaden said, this is a lifelong journey. People, this is part of the adventure of living inside of the human condition and experiencing it with peace and joy and harmony and happiness. It's such a big entree to practices in partnership because what we'll take you into next are ways then of connecting with people in such a way that's powerful and satisfying and healthy. The first thing we've got to recognize is that it all starts with us. And it starts with how we manage our minds as opposed to our minds getting the best of us all the time. Can I end with a quote, Jerry? Yes. In fact, a couple. Well, I've got it. I actually, too, have a couple of quotes, but go ahead. Okay. You go first. Okay. I want to end with this one. Michael Singer's, one of Michael Singer's quotes, he says, there is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. Only you can take inner freedom away from yourself. 
or give it to yourself. Nobody else can. And then another one of his quotes says, I am so grateful that surrender had taught me to willingly participate in life's dance with a quiet mind and an open heart. Each of us actually believes that things should be the way we want them instead of being the natural result of all the forces of creation. Mm. Yeah, y'all need to pick up the surrender experiment if you haven't yet. That'll be a great guide to, um, you know, a new way of life from yeah. not identifying with your mind. And if you ha- and start with Untethered Soul. That that the Untethered Soul is his first book, and I think that there's so many amazing pieces to that in terms of quieting your mind, opening your heart, and being receptive to the world around you that will be valuable. The surrender experiment has you just surrender to what is. And a quote from The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle um, that we're going to end with is, Identification with your mind creates an opaque screen of concepts, labels, images, judgments, and definitions that blocks all true relationship. That's really good. Wow. So... Moving into the next section, first of all, thank you for being on this journey with us. Thank you for being on this journey with yourself and for for caring enough about your life, loving it enough to actually find your way through some of this anxiety, sensory overload filled world that we that we find ourselves in and finding and really presencing yourself to who you really are who are you in this world Um, another quote that I'll leave you with is love your life not theirs and I'm going to say that quite often rolling into this next section of um, our podcasts we're going to talk about practices true practices in partnership and who we are in the matter of our relationships around us, taking some of the mystery out of that and the confusion and the frustration so that you can actually get uh, get something tangible inside of your relationships. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a lot about communication, about how we make things mean things. So the meaning-making piece is going to come up next, and then communication and open hearts and love all that good stuff. Yeah. So thank y'all so much for listening, especially if you made it to the end of this episode. Um, you can email us at practices in partnership at Gmail. I will also have a link to our Google form at the end of this episode. And you can just let us know if you think that this is complete bullshit or if you need <laughs> help with it. Um, we'll have Jareen get back to you and Follow us on Instagram at Practices in Partnership. And Doreen will be posting some videos, snippets to help you along this thinking training journey and more. So again, thank you all so much. Yes, and thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week.